What's going on, everyone? It's Mitch from RespectMyRegion.com coming back with another episode of the North American Weed Tour podcast. We're looking at the best in legal cannabis across the map today, joined by very special guest Shavo of 22 Red. A couple other endeavors we'll talk about later, but we're highlighting 22 Red today. How are we doing today, Shavo? Good, brother. Good, brother. How are you? I'm doing great, man. Man, blessed to have you on here. Every guest, I always kick off with their origin story with the plant, whether that's personal, professional, whatever you feel vulnerable sharing. I know you've shared quite a bit personal, so I don't think you'll have an issue sharing that side. But whatever you choose to share, I'm just curious kind of when you and your relationship with cannabis uh, first started. Um, so it started... Um it didn't start too young in my life. I started when I was 18. I took my first hit at a concert. It was uh, the Guns N' Roses Metallica show at the Rose Bowl, and they were smoking, and I just said, hey, pass that, and they passed it. So it was like that moment of truth, you know? And uh, so I took a hit, and it didn't do what I thought it was going to do, you know? Um, since you hadn't smoked, you know, you don't know. You're going to get tripped out or whatever. You've heard people say things, and it was great. And um, so I kind of like casually smoked after that, but it wasn't until – um uh, i i started system with the rest of the guys that you know darren our guitar player is an avid smoker so him and i would sit around all night smoking weed and talking about how system's gonna do and what we're gonna do to make it blow up and you know just you know we manifested the whole thing ourselves and we didn't have a drummer yet we were kind of just we had a studio we had a singer we didn't have a drummer it was uh our drummer had left the the drummer from the the prior band he was in was going to be our drummer but he had left he had to go to hawaii he was a hawaiian dude and um so until we found another drummer we just sit around and talk about how great it's going to be and we'd smoke weed and we used to drive all the way to alvarado and buy some stress you know seeds and stems mm -hmm. and then uh that's all we can afford. And then we found out about the spots in South Central that had the great like bubbles and cushions and shit. So we drive all the way down there, but that was a trek, you know, and it was very dangerous. Um, we have been shot at, you know, shit's gone down back in the day. We're, we're lucky to be alive, but, um, you know, we got what we needed. And um, it wasn't until um, when I would visited Amsterdam with um, with the group and met the strain hunters, Aryan and Yoa and all those guys that I became a connoisseur because I never had a menu to choose from. Mm -hmm. So uh, when I saw that menu, um, at first they gave me a couple ounces of like their best shit. And I, well, I was like, I turned it down. They looked at me like, you're crazy. And I said, no, no, no. I'm here for four days. I want to try everything you got. So give me a little bit of everything. <laughs> so when I said that, they looked at each other like, okay, this guy is really a connoisseur. He's becoming one. Let's 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 treat him to our shit. So they gave me a little bit of everything. I had like 30 strains. And I went to my room and sat on the balcony and just smoked away for hours, just tasting each one, <laughs> drinking coffee. And that's it. That's when I became that, you know, that guy. And then they invited me to their harvest tasting. Um which I was able to really taste the greatness of what they do. And, you know, they're the first people. I want to give a major props to Strain Hunters, Yoa, Aryan, Heiko, uh, every, everybody, um, Dust, um, they, uh, Franco, God rest his soul. Um, yeah, dude, they, we sat at a table of like 30, 40 strains and bowls. It was like the shit you see back in the day on high times. Mm -hmm. It wasn't like it is, you know, America wasn't legal yet anywhere. And so, um, it was an experience and I really, really, really enjoyed it. And that, 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 that's what made me a connoisseur actually, because I got to experience it for a long period of time and I was never the same. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get get to taste all this flavor. And that it takes me back. We were talking about driving, you know, having to drive. I, I remember those, you know, those days before it was as accessible when you had to, you might have yeah. to put, you know, 30, 45 miles on the car just to go pick up a 40 sack of, of some quality, man. And that was like, bro, I've your only option. I've, yeah, dude, I've walked in like, okay, we've been on tour. Like our first tour was with Clutch and Slayer. And we were in Denver and the drummer of Clutch, JP is a smoker too. And he's like, you know, we can get weed. I know someone. So we like in the rain, we left because we were like living in an RV. You know, we didn't have rooms and shit. We couldn't afford shit back then. I'm talking about 98. And I remember walking Darren, me and JP from Clutch, walking in the back streets, the ghettos of Denver. Like, I don't know. We walked for miles, bro. I thought it was like a couple of blocks. We walked for miles in the rain and got to this guy's dorm room. And he like lifted his, um, his, uh, his uh, mattress. And it was bags of weed. It was just so ghetto, but it was great. You know? <laughs> we finally scored, got a few bags, went back, smoked everybody out, and had weed for the rest of the tour. You know, it was we we've, we've done it all, bro. You know, yeah. We, back in the day, it wasn't like you you had a liquor store that had weed. You know, like dispensaries everywhere nowadays. Dispensaries are becoming liquor stores. They've become that. You know, in most states, that are legal. So, um, you know, the kids nowadays. This not when I say kids, I mean the legal smokers nowadays have it good they don't know the shit that we went through you know yeah. even in other yeah. countries you know we've traveled the world and we're smokers you know so we're trying to get what we can everywhere and uh we've been through some rough patches bro <laughs> yeah where you can't find something <laughs> or it's just not oh. it's just some still some stress when it shouldn't i mean both bro both where you know like japan they sell pipes but if you ask for something that goes inside they treat you like a redheaded stepchild like i don't even know what you're talking about you know like i don't you know I'm, you're not here now <laughs> you know you just disappeared <laughs> like what did that guy say um and then we'd go places like greece where it's nothing but seeds and we're packing it and trying to smoke it and get the headache but it's you know you're like i think i got something i think i feel it had changed you know <laughs> it was yeah yeah from one extreme to the other and then we'd been places like amsterdam where you get like the the, the, the pivotal moment in your life that leads 20, 30 years later. And here we are talking about it, you know? Yeah. So. And so obviously you're crediting, you know, Amsterdam for bringing you that connoisseur level early and then having that, that history in California, obviously that's kind of the birthplace state side of where good cannabis came from. But mm -hmm. in those earlier touring days, maybe not the early, early, but before we kind of got to the world we're at now or that this world started to unfold, what did like traveling around really teach you teach you about cannabis? Did you uncover new strains? Like where where were some surprising places you found quality that weren't, you know, Amsterdam or, hmm. or California? Hmm. I don't remember. All sorts of places, bro. It was just random, you know, like Spain. Spain had some good weed. Um, bro, Denmark. Hmm. Um, there's places like that. There's that area in Den I think it's Denmark. Um where Christiana, I think it's called Christiana. I think that's Denmark or Norway. Um, they have like a little cannabis community there. Uh, we've been to a lot. We, I mean, I've been through so many places, you know, and I've tried it all. There's been bad and really good. Um, nothing were their menus, you know, like it was in mm -hmm. Amsterdam. But um, yeah, it got to a point where people would just bring it to us. You know, we wouldn't have to walk through hail, sleet and slow, snow, you know, <laughs> to get your weed. <laughs> But uh, so all, all over the place, bro, um, you, you'd be surprised where they have weed that or where they had weed that, you know, was like, whoa, we really got some good shit here or 
damn, we got to deal with this, you know? So I can't really name a specific spot, but, but something I had done back in the day, it's kind of prerequisite to what happened now was just like a, like a precursor, I should say, like a little foreshadowing is people would give me seeds and, and, and I would take them and I've saved them and I've popped Ooh. a lot of them. And some of them are crazy. Like some of them, if you grow it right, they come out hard and there's no, like, we don't know the process. It's just, so I've, I mean, recently I've gotten a lot from a, a, across the States and different countries that I know are good. And we're, we're hunting those, you know, there's a lot to hunt. There's a lot to do. So yeah, I've collected a lot. I've collected a lot of seeds and um, tasted a lot of weed. I can't and, really and pinpoint where, I, I, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, like you said, I think you put it right. You know, you find some good weed everywhere, and definitely can find some bad weed everywhere, everywhere too. You yeah, know? bro. You know, yeah, it just matters who comes to the bus. Yeah, it just mattered. It just it was like who's coming to the bus door saying I got weed, you know? Because we probably let you <laughs> up. <laughs> I swear to God, no, no, we don't know who you are, but come on, come inside. Yeah, you, know? you got weed as long as the bag's smelling right. You can kick it. Seriously, come hang out with us. Yeah. Yeah, I love that, man. And so obviously, you know, you you got creative endeavors coming in the music industry, you know, well system, your working system of a down have had many other projects in that realm. But starting this brand is another creative, you know, uh, outlet. And obviously anyone that's creative in one single, you know, facet or, or outlet usually can channel that or has parallels with other things. What what was the point when you're like, I want to get started on something to create another brand outside of music and, and kind of why was it cannabis? Well, it started off as just a lifestyle brand, you know, um, it was going to be curated clothing and music. We we're going to add music and art to it. We we're going to have artists design shirts, uh, logos and stuff, not just have it be just generic, you know, uh, but I do like minimal branding. Like, for example, the hat, you know, it's the opposite. It's just minimal. You know, I don't have big ass brand shit, you know, just if you know, you know, kind of vibe, you know, um, and that's when an old friend of mine kind of reappeared in my life and I knew he grew but I didn't know at what capacity and he said come check out my last grow you know and I went in there I was shocked I was just like floored and uh, it was surreal yields my partner Sean it was just two of us at first two really good friends old school friends starting a lifestyle brand art brand um, and then when I saw you know what he's capable of doing because you know going back in time um since 2006 i've been getting asked to do something in the weed industry you know from people since 06 it became medically legal in california everyone's been saying you should have like your strain you should have your own whatever and i kind of was always not into it i was just like i'll do my own thing i smoke i'll tell you what's good you do you you know um but in oh sorry in 2017 when i saw his shit, i said dude this is something i can rep so i made him a partner and we just split everything equally and said let's go and um, now he's the main head cultivation partner at Steezy. Hence, that led to the partnership with Steezy where we do, we share distro and we share the grower. He grows our genetics and their genetics, but he's like the master, bro. I swear by him. He's the reason why I actually chose cannabis to be a part of my lifestyle brand. And it kind of took over the lifestyle brand. We focused on cannabis for the last three years. That's what we're doing. We're finally now moving into the lifestyle. We're, you know, I'm going to write some music. Uh, we got art. We feature artists. We have a thing called a uh, program called Framed by Twenty Two Red, where um, I curate artists and we feature them on our socials and website. There's no catches. Like we, we don't need nothing from the artists. We just want to expose the artists, show the artists off, 
and it might inspire other artists, you know what I'm saying, to to create. I love creation. I think cannabis and um, creators have a, uh, there, there, there's a bond there, you know, that there's a, there's a common thing there, um, you know, because it does, you know, some types of cannabis like the sativas and the sativa dominance, they do spark some creative juices. Like sometimes when I'm blocked, I'll take a hit and it just opens that door for me to create, you know, whether it's music, painting, video, whatever it is. Cause you know, I've done all the visual arts for system as well throughout the years. I've done all the lighting, all the stage shows, all the t-shirts, all the, just all the covers, all this, except for the last two records. But it's just something that's always been a piece of me and I wanted to share it with the world. So we've done that. And now we're moving into the actual apparel lines. Uh, finally, when we have a little breathe space, the market's kind of down. So I thought, let's put our energy into what I create. What, what was the original idea of the of the brand, which was creating some really cool apparel and having artist design, and not just some guy behind a computer, but someone that actually is like drawing. Not, not I'm not going to discredit that. You know, I'm just saying combine those two and get, you know mm -hmm. have something original. There's a few brands doing that already. I really dig Alien Labs. I think they got really good art. You know, they're doing that as well. It's kind of something that I bond with them with because I had the same um, same intentions, you know, to do something creative as well as having great cannabis, you know? Um, mm -hmm. So, yeah, we're in that zone now. We're a month away from the drop. Uh, and until now, we've been having artists design shirts and hoodies, but we've been only giving them away. We haven't really had them on the page for you to buy. The only things we've had to buy are things with our logos on them. We really haven't had anything where you can buy the actual ones I'm wearing. You know, people usually hit me up going, man, I want that shirt you're wearing. You know, there's only like two, you know. Um, but now <laughs> we're going to be, we're going to have it available to others. And I approved the first four uh, designs. I'm not going to go too crazy. I'm not going to be like, there's 10 of them at once for you. to. It's like, you know what it is? It's like music. I use the same kind of... Um, mental you know style where i'm i'm putting an album together you know what i'm saying even with the strains mm -hmm. i won't drop 10 at once because now there's the add generation taking over where they if you give them something 10 of something they'll connect with the first two three they've listened to and the rest will kind of go into secondary b you know even if they are all badass it's just your brain because of the iphone and the computer and the tablets and shit it doesn't have the time to process so much you know and take all that in so i'm giving it to them at little increments you know just like we do music nowadays we drop mm -hmm. eps we drop specific like here's a song here's a video in four weeks you get another one I'm, I'm doing that with the new project as well we can talk later about um so that's what we're gonna do with the merch we have new strains coming as well uh to all three states we're in arizona we're in nevada and we're in Cali, of course. Cali is where we have the, uh, that we share Sean uh, with Stizzy. And uh, we have some really great strains coming soon. We have four new ones. And then uh, that should be out in the next three weeks. Uh, and then in Nevada, I've pulled out. I didn't really agree and um, relate to the growers there. So I pulled out of the grow. And we took some, we're taking a little sabbatical, <laughs> a little time off because I've teamed up with another really boutique grow that I really, really support. They, they do it right. And the flowers, I took them, put them in quarantine, going through some tissue culturing, making sure they're clean and what, what I want to put in my jars. And we're going to do a relaunch in April, April, May of, this, of next year in Nevada with some really fresh new flavors growing the right way. 
and uh, Arizona's always a juggernaut. Uh, we have about yeah. 50 genetics, like, you know, rotating. Uh, the last 10, I think, have been really landmark genetics that we've pulled out. So excited, bro. There's a lot going on, you know? Yeah, yeah. Endeavors all over the place. What what goes into, like, choosing the genetics you want to release? I know, like you said, in California, taking a little bit more curated and, and, uh, approach, like the smaller releases. And I, and I like that kind of like capsules and just, you know, I, I like that definitely associated with music and people's attention span. I just think if you give my opinion, I think if you give so many people like here's 20 choices, they'll be like, I kind of like that one. And that one, one, they like, they can't make a decision, right? Cause there's too exactly. much, make it a little bit more simple for them. It's easier to connect, you know, to find the one you like, for example, I judge a lot of um contests weed stuff like i'm doing the new one in um in uh, vegas the end, end of the year and i'm judging emerald cup this year and it's tough man when they give you like 30 to 50 strains to smoke it's really tough so i usually take a long time i don't do it all at even two sittings i do them at like a week or two and i kind of dedicate three four a day and so i make sure i'm giving the i'm going to be given my true opinion on something and not just, I'm just stoned at that point And I can't even taste what the other, you know, strain is same thing with what we do, man. I don't want to drop that many at once. So I pick the ones I think make sense together. Kind of like a song, like, you know, when you're picking an album or let's say five songs you want to put together, right? I don't just choose the best songs. I choose the ones that work well, hand in hand, you know, going from one to the next one, the intros and outros work. One's heavy, one's soft. You're not all given the same vibe. They have different vibes. Like we'll drop an indica, we'll drop a sativa, we'll drop a couple of hybrids, you know? We won't just do one type of anything, you know? Which is what people are doing nowadays. If it sells, they're selling it. It's not about that for mm -hmm. me. It's uh, I want, of course I want to sell it, but I also want to do something that I that's true to my heart, you know, and true to me and um, kind of, you know, it, it works for me. So I'm doing this from the heart and hoping people see what I'm doing and uh, feel the reality in it, the, the realness of it and, uh, and fuck with it, you know, <laughs> cause that's what I, yeah. you know, it's all, it's all like, it's not about the quantity. It's about quality. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. That, that's the, that's the connoisseurs, the, the connoisseur endeavor into cannabis. You know, I remember, you know, there was this point in my life where it switched from buying the brick weed cause it was cheap and we could just burn, you know, limitless blunts as to much be as you like, want, yeah. Look now, I've had really good weed. I can't go back now. I gotta, <laughs> I gotta figure out how to smoke less. But it's about flavor. And I remember seeing it was either reading or hearing that in an interview with you elsewhere, where you said like smoking weed to you was not even as much about getting high. It was about the flavor and really enjoying the flavor. And I, I associate True. that greatly. And some people that don't smoke as much as me sometimes are like, "Are you even like? Why do you smoke so much? Are you even still getting high?" And I'm like, "Bro, I just love." I love the, the taste, bro. Shit, yeah. So Dude, you're, are, you're like me. Your, yeah. What are some of your favorite favorite flavors, favorite strains that, that, that you've grown to love over the years? So I don't know. People say they don't like hazes. I really do love hazes. I think the original stuff, like the back in the day stuff, I'll start from there, like the lemon and the silver hazes. Those are ridiculously tasty. And, and uh, they have that, like that coats your mouth flavor you know even though they're not as potent in thc which i don't really care because i could smoke enough of one thing to get high you know i don't have to smoke a little bit uh, if i want to get high like that um i personally like to keep my sanity and like be able to do more than smoke so much that i'm comatose you know mm -hmm. um i also love the old bubba's from like pre-98 shit those those were like i think that's like my all-time favorite 
uh, we used to call one of the phenos, I don't even remember which one it was, uh, but we called it church. It came from the Armenian word hung, which stands for frankincense, the stuff that they burn in churches. And it smells like that. When you exhale, uh, the inhale, you, you can't really taste the church, but when you exhale it, people around you can taste the church, can smell the church. Mm. It smells the frankincense. And you can tell that from a mile away. If someone's smoking it, I'd be like, hey, that guy's got the church. I'm gonna go like it's like that, and that disappeared just like the bubble did. So I kind of think that the bubble was the church, and I've talked about this in other podcasts and with people. And if anybody knows of anyone who has that, I really want to take that into my. Uh, we had one when we started the brand three and a half years ago. We had a pheno that I found that had that exhale, but it wasn't bubba. It was something mm -hmm. cherry. But I called it the church because that's what it was to me. And it, it didn't have another name. It just had a cherry flavor, but it also did have that exhale. But I'm still in search of that old, old flavor that it's spice. It's like in, in incense, you know, mm -hmm. that really got to me. And I still love the Jacks, bro, like the real Jack Harris, the real one, not like the curated fancy hybrid ones. I'm talking about the old school sativa. I really dig that because it just it. That's a creative one right there. I love the Maui Wowie. That shit makes me feel really good. Like that's just happy weed for me. It's like when I went to Arizona first and started, I had to know who I'm selling to, you know, so I would ask a lot of questions and I still do. Like next week I have a trip out there. I'm going to go meet a bunch of dispensaries, meet the owners, meet the bud tenders, talk to them, see what they're, what they love, you know, because I'm going to curate the next batch of strains to Arizona. I need to find out what, what's going on out there and what the like and the th dislike is. And the last time I went, they spoke to me about terpenes and how they actually like, it's, they don't do that in Cali over there. They actually care what the terpene level, you know, things are, the, the levels are. And because they follow that every human, everyone that smokes reacts differently to different terpenes uh, as in feeling wise, not just taste wise. So that's very important. You know, that's kind of cool that, you know, that that exists it's kind of like medicine or vitamins or you know um so you you and i could smoke the same strain you feel anxious i feel wonderful that's something that happens so i want to mm -hmm. kind of uh work with that and i want to find out and i want to educate as well we're also a brand that also teaches things you know like if i learn it i want you to know it um if you're interested so we're gonna have some um um ed educational stuff too about terpenes coming soon uh, of what, how you react and how this, you know, and, uh, which is something I really enjoy, you know, uh, recently that's been my thing of like finding out what, so the reason why I even said all that stuff is because the Maui Wowie reacts, whatever the terpenes are, makes mm -hmm. me really, really balanced. doesn't get me high. Like, damn, you know, that high where you're just like, stuck. you know, might not be able to, yeah, stuck. You can't talk maybe, you know, like I wouldn't be able to do the interview that shit. If I smoked it right now, I'd be talking about faster than more than i am now <laughs> you know this is me naturally on a little bit of coffee but um so yeah that's where i'm at with that bro uh maui jack the church which is a bubba i think um I, I also do love the og i can't take that away from anybody and i'm you know some of my really good friends are some of the og uh growers the og og growers the kush growers like kenji from insane who i respect highly and he's a wonderful friend of mine um also um what's his name 
wonder brett guy brett you know oh. he's ridiculously cool too he's a very nice guy really cares about what he puts in his jars cares about the the style as well he's also a lifestyle brand uh guy which i really appreciate the alien lab dude um he's rad uh ted ted um yeah, yeah dude so you know there's some people out there that are doing it right and um i respect that yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's all, and I think that's anyone that loves smoking weed, like we're talking about, is it's it's the flavor thing. You know, obviously, mm -hmm. potency is is something that we care about to an extent. But if you're really a connoisseur, you're you know you're smoking for the flavor. It's much like I don't know. I'm not a big alcohol guy, but I guess the dudes would be drinking the aged scotch. It's the oh, dude, that's me. Yeah, it, it's the flavor, right? It's the flavor, bro. It's not like you're. I don't. I wish there was a lighter alcohol content scotch where i could drink it and not get faded you know because i don't like the being drunk I, it's not a good feeling but i do enjoy the taste and sipping on some scotch with you know with a big rock you know like a and i mean ice uh <laughs> you know it just brings the flavors out lets it breathe i'm a big connoisseur of that as well and um it's just a taste thing you know it's like enjoying something for for what it is and, and respecting the, the curators of it Absolutely. The OG, well, like I said, I want to reiterate the OG. I think some of the old OGs are ridiculously gassy and great, and I, nothing can ever take the place of that strain. I mean, you can create all the Skittles you want, which I love the Skittles too, by the way. Really, like the OG Skittles, uh, I think is really amazing, the Z. Um, but that OG is just ridiculous. We actually have an OG's Skittles uh, strain coming out soon. Mm, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, so it's like a sweeter OG. Okay. Yeah. I'll look forward to that for, for you guys, for 22 red, like it being a lifestyle brand, I'm kind of curious, like what, what's your take on the lifestyle? Like from my, my vibe from looking at it and even talking to you, it's kind of this creative endeavor. I think people might pigeonhole you in like the metal or the rock world, just cause obviously your accolades in that. But when we look at a lot of cannabis brands that cross with music, hip hop is kind of the one that's like that's overdone. And, I, and I'm a hip hop guy. I know you've done some stuff in I that world. I love hip hop, and, dude. What do you but, but that's when usually when we think of music and cannabis brands, we think of hip hop. There's not a lot that are like well represented and clean in other genres. So for you, is 22 Red is that kind of from that that metal that rock lifestyle, or is it just kind of the lifestyle in general? And that happens that genre of music just happens to be a piece of it for you. It's the second. Um, that genre of music is what I'm known for, and I think I naturally create uh, all my side projects from System outside of System have kind of I've tried to go against the grain and not do metal or not do like heavy because I feel like I did that with system. But recently I just started making some new music with a producer named Morgoth beats, which will be coming out next year. And I'm finally going to brand Chavo. I've never, I've always branded a brand or a band. I've just never done Chavo, you know, even though I think I have a distinct look and I can do that, you know? Um, but I started just going in from the heart and making music and it's all coming out really heavy, like heavy, heavy, like a modern day system vibe, you know? And um, I'm very excited for you guys to hear that. I'm gonna drop it next year sometime and got some really cool vocalists in on board um, along with my producer. So yeah, dude, uh, some fun stuff is on its way. But 22 Red is not a heavy metal brand. It's a brand that honors creatives. And I feel like mm -hmm. I don't have a genre in my taste. Like I, I don't, only like rock and that's the only thing like i said i like all i dj edm shit but like the good shit whatever i think is good um it's it's all personal bro i might say it's good you might think it's shit and i respect that it is what it is to each his own um just like you might love a flavor i might hate one uh, i also love the hip-hop i have sh 
countless amounts of tracks I've done with Wu-Tang members. RZA was one of my best friends. Um, I've worked with B. I just did a track with B uh, Cypress Hill and uh, DJ Flicked for L LAFC, which is kind of a EDM meets heavy meets hip hop experimental shit. Um, I got a new group that I'm dropping the album in a couple of months, I think, because we're almost done with the mixing um, called North Kingsley. Uh, I, you know, that was that's been an evolution uh, that I'm I've, I've been showing at different phases. Uh, the first few things we dropped was a lot lighter and a little more hip hoppy. Now it's become this like crazy, heavy, distorted, insane experimental album. And I'm really proud of it now because it's kind of like, I don't give a fuck album. Like there's no label telling me, Hey, don't do that. Or that might not sell. Well, fuck you. I'm not trying to sell it. I'm trying to release it. I'm trying to, I'm doing it on my own where if I like it, I'm just doing it. It's kind of artistic, man. It's a freedom. It's like this creative thing that I can just do and not worry about what anyone's telling me to do, you know? So it's a, that's kind of gets me off, man. Yeah. You know? I mean, I feel like most creatives, it never ends, but that was a question I had is like at this point in your career, like musically or whether it's through these other entrepreneur endeavors through the cannabis brand, what, what is it that like inspires you to keep creating with, with and taking things kind of new places? Life. Hmm. Shit that just happens daily, bro. You know, I don't look for it. It looks for me kind of like, you know, mm. it's true. I just kind of do what I feel. I've been in blocks where I'm not doing it. So I take off. I read books. I fucking listen. To, I, if you listen to me, art inspires art, you know, mm. like you, you can't be a good writer if you don't read, you know, you can't be a good music writer if you don't listen to music, you know? So if I'm blocked, I'll just go listen to a lot of music, all sorts of shit from the Beatles to Slayer and uh, everything in between. And uh, nine out of 10 times after I'm a week or two of that, I grab a guitar and shit just flies out of me. So life inspires me, bro. Music inspires me. People inspire me. You might say something that might click something in my head and I'll go create something. And um, most of my endeavors outside of music have been still related to art, you know, mm -hmm. in including 22. Like, I, I don't know if I said this, but I pick, I do the same type of thing. Like the, the strains are my kids the strains are in my songs. Like, you know, I put genetics together. Like I do songs, mm -hmm. you know, kind of, like and when, they have to relate with each other, you know? Yeah. And then when, you know, I was also reading another thing, when you listen to music, you, we, you visualize like shapes or colors or, or, it's or weird. something. It's weird. I thought everyone was like that <laughs> for a long time <laughs> of my life, but I do see visuals when I hear music and I hear music when I see visuals. You know, it's, it goes hand in hand. Also, I have this thing, I guess it's like numbers and letters all have colors. And I thought mm -hmm. that was normal too. Like I have like, that's why 22 red, because 22 is my number. It's always been, I'm born with it. I'm born April 22nd. Uh, I was 22 when system got signed. I was 44, just 22, 22. When I thought of 22 red, um, mm -hmm. I've worn that Jersey 22 Jersey on stage for my whole life. Um, I always bet on 22. You know, um, there's a lot more. My kids are, my boys are two years and 22 days apart, which is the craziest one. Jesus. <laughs> it's like, you couldn't have chosen that. That's not something you could plan. Um, so when I was thinking of names, I didn't want anything to be like Shavo, you know, cause like I said, this, this, I've always said this, I'm not a celebrity brand. I'm a, just a guy that happens to be one or play one on TV. And then I have this passion as well. So mm -hmm. I wanted 22, I wanted my brand to be kind of an extension of me, but not me. You know, mm. no, I didn't, I, I never want you to smoke my weed because you're a fan of my band. That's terrible. That's stupid. That's like, 
that's a quick failure, you know, that's a mm-hmm. quick high and down, you know. Uh, I kind of wanted you to smoke my weed because you like my weed, you know, because <laughs> you know it's proven to be always be good. You know, you grab a 22 jar, you, you ain't going to get a, a booth in there. You're not going to get mids in there. You're going to get the good shit. Um, so, yeah, 22 red. I When I think of twos, it's red. That's crazy. Weird, right? <laughs> I yeah. thought everyone did. So I have two boys. Uh, one of them has it. The other one doesn't. And that was because I was explaining 22 red to them. And one of them goes, oh, wow, okay. And then we see nothing. The other one goes, but, you know, 10s, like 1 through 10 is a number. Reds are 30 to 40. I'm like, whoa. Like, he has it differently. He sees it from, like, 30 to 40, 30 to 39. He's like, so the 3 and the uh, any number is a color. Huh. So weird because mine is every color. Every number is a color. You know. That's a, tr- that's a, trip. a trip. How right? how, how did that inspire you, like, in creating music and stuff? Did that kind of, like, breed inspiration? Did you tap into that, or was it just something that kind of just naturally I've, happened? I've it's, It naturally happened, but once I realized, like, I have that, I've used it. Like, I've directed – see, I, the first two system videos happened, and I watched the director, like, carefully, and I said, dude, I could do this because I close my eyes and I see something. So I've, like, written treatments just while I'm hearing songs. I just write whatever comes up to me, and – and I've usually submitted with a bunch of other directors uh, treatments, you know, and I get the band, you know, I say, okay, because I usually curate it. So let's say we get seven directors to write for a certain song, let's say toxicity. Um, I'll read them. I'll, they, they usually give 30, you know, I'll, I'll go through 30. I'll weed out 20 of them. I'll have 10 and I'll put mine in there and I'll give it to the band. And nine out of 10 times they choose mine <laughs> and then they don't know it's mine. I don't put names on it. So that's what happened with question. That's what happened with, a few of the videos I did. And then some of them I just don't want to do it because it's just a, it's a lot of, you know, I don't take money for it. I put the money back into the video to make the video better because I think art lasts longer than cash. So, um, yeah, it's just a hassle, dude. You got to do the pre, you got to do the during and the post and it takes like three, four years. And as we're getting busier and busier, it's hard to do each one of them, but I've been doing them. I did the genocidal humanoids video recently uh, and I helped with the last one, the the protect the land one as well. And I love, I just, it's a passion thing, but I love doing that. That's, it's wonderful to think of a vision and then see it happen on TV. That's cool. Mm-hmm. You know, that question was a dream. I had a dream in, in, in Berlin and um, I woke up, I wrote it down cause it was intense. And then when the video time came, I said, let me just put the dream in the, th- that should be the treatment. And it worked. <laughs> they were like, that's the yeah. one I was, who is that guy? I go, fuck, it's me. <laughs> <They all good. laughs> <You know? laughs> so yeah. Sneaking them in there, but I like I like this the unbiased. You're not trying to take the credit for it, right? It's like let me just see, let me put this. Yeah, let me see what, happens. And see what happens. Yeah, and they like it, you know. But yeah. clearly, with with all that, from the music to the cannabis, it seems a lot like very visual, very and a lot of just fucking like manifestation, right? From, True. From having yeah, that's what twenty two is actually. Twenty two is a manifestation number. I'm not a big numerology guy, where I'm like I'm obsessed with the number because of what it stands for. But since I do have that number that I like. I've done some research on it. If you look it up, it's called the angel number. It manifests shit. So if you're like, if you're born under 22, you can manifest shit, which is kind of how I've gotten everything in my life. I think about it. I'm positive. There's no room for negativity. Turn lemonade out, you know, from lemons. <laughs> Turn lemons into lemonade kind of vibe mm-hmm. guy. You know, it's always been the thing, you know, and it works, bro. You've, you know, you kind of make your future. You kind of make it happen. Even if you're in a, in a, in a dark place, there's always light. If you just look hard enough, you know. 100 man 100 what's but before i get you up out of here man what what, what do you got next for just shavo the, the creative and then 22 red the brand 22 we're in three states like i said nevada arizona and cali we have new genetics coming to all three states um 
I don't know if I said this because I did three interviews today. I'm not sure where I said this, but in Nevada, we'll be launching new genetics in April, May, Arizona coming up very soon, um, and Cali very soon. We have four new in Cali, nine new in the next few months in starting in April all the way to end of summer, probably 23, we'll have strains dropping every month uh, and so on, bro. We're not going to stop, you know, um, music wise, got North Kingsley record coming out. Uh, oh, we also for 22 red, I forgot we have personals coming out, which are the pack of joints and their 0.5s. I thought, why not have an eighth rolled so you can either buy the jar of weed and roll it yourself or you can have it rolled and unlike other brands we don't have any shake or smalls in ours in in our pre-rolls they're actual nugs because that's how i smoke it you know um and they're point fives they're personal you know people don't like sharing weed anymore sharing the you know mm -hmm. covid and anything else but you know i think covid the only good thing is it's just brought up some kind of like where you know that you know what's clean and what's not don't be scared but just you know yeah i didn't know that if I touch, I just, it was never a thing that if I go like that, I might get sick, you know? So now mm -hmm. I just, I don't, I don't do that. If I'm so, same thing with weed, you know, you can just share it and get sick. You know, you don't want to get sick. It's not about death and COVID. It's just, you don't want to take a week off. You know, I want to mm -hmm. keep going. So um, yeah, personals, your own, share the shit. 0.5, we're going to do some 0.3 sometime, not infused. Um, I like the natural shit, but one day we might, you know, because I know a lot of people like it, but it has to be good, bro. If it's not great, we're not going to do it. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, it's gotta have the flavor, man. Nothing half-ass. And the North Kingsley record, the Shovel project, some more collaborations. Fun. Oh, the merch line I talked about. New, new graphics. You're gonna be able to buy now. So busy. Got a lot on my plate. I love it, man. You create creators got to create, man. And you, you clearly yes, are, are are staying busy, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Awesome. Shavo, I really appreciate you hopping on here today, uh, carving some time out the schedule, man, for people looking for more information on 22red, 22red.com at 22red on Instagram. We'll be featuring some more of these guys stuff. We've reviewed their product. I know some more of that stuff will pop up on the side over time. We are on the North American Weed Tour looking at the best in legal cannabis across the map. We'll be back with more content here soon. Really appreciate you, Shavo. Thank you, brother.